0: Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian
1: Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. And today's message: While You Wait. Our text. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, the second through the ninth verses. This is uh, Paul's salutation to the church. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm going to reread those two verses that I want you to focus on. Verse 5 and verse 6. For in every way you have been enriched in Christ Jesus, in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you... Verse 7, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Speakers and writers know our first and last words are usually vested with particular significance because we realize that you, the audience, tends to pay more attention to the first and the last. Now, you may come to Roxbury Presbyterian Church and you may fall asleep in the middle of that sermon, but you're usually there with me in the beginning and at the end. Paul's first words to the Corinthian church are especially important because this church has some issues. It's lost its way. The Christians in Corinth are are struggling to get back to what God has called them, and there's a number of of bad things going on. There's some illicit sexual relations. There are growing disputes and divisions. Some people are bragging that they have gifts that others do not have. The community is, is breaking apart, and nobody seems to understand or care about love. Instead of trying to work their problems with each other out in the spirit, believers are taking each other to court. The situation has grown pretty rough at the church in Corinth. So the apostle has a responsibility of teaching and correcting this group. In the AME church, it's called a a presiding elder. That means he goes around to a certain number of churches and and tries to teach us and and get us back in the right way. Uh, And the way Paul does it is instructive to everybody in Corinth the people you see uh were being lured to other places they were they were they were finding so many other things that got their attention away from the church there were temples where people went to worship gods and goddesses and 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 the idols became really important in this city and that's basically the same situation that that we go through you know, we're all competing in the church with with idols. In my neighborhood, uh, the liquor store is probably the most popular uh, institution on the street. Uh, uh, the check cashing stores are very popular, and so uh, the church has to compete uh, in its in its you know level of significance in the community with institutions like that. So th- Paul writes this letter because he really wants to uh, remind the Corinthians why they are together in the first place. And so this second verse, to the church of God, that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, call to be saints together with all of those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus, both their Lord and ours. Now this is a run-on sentence, but what Paul is saying is, with all these words, you are somebody special. You belong to something special. Your life is not what it used to be. You've been sanctified and set apart by Jesus Christ. So your life has changed. You've been called into this community of believers, not because your grandma uh, was a part of this, not because there's good music here, but because Jesus Christ called you into this. And there's a real unifying tone to this greeting. Uh, uh, Paul says that this is a supernatural place where you are. And you've been called here by God. Uh, The fact that you're in this body is not random because there's nothing random about God. So God calls us all. We may not answer, but God calls. and, And Paul wants these believers to remember that. And he's just saying this is a very special community because God has set it apart. Nothing in your life behind or ahead of you is greater than God. So immediately, Paul is setting the Corinthian sights on higher places than where they find themselves. He reminds them they can stop all this wallowing in the petty uh, because they, they need to lock their eyes on what God has called them to do, where God has called them, because God is always directing us to our future. And that's what he says. You are called to be saints together with all who call on the name of Jesus. Paul is giving this body its spiritual identity. And once he's done that, he says, grace to you and peace from God, our father, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a blessing. You know, one of the nicest things about being a preacher is I get to bless people and and you can bless people, too. It's not limited to preachers, but uh, it's just the idea of of blessing people. When you when you bless people, you're you're, you're putting the full power and love of God behind what you say. Uh, there are problems in this church, but in blessing these believers, Paul speaks God into their future. That's what a blessing is. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to Church dot org and click on Giving. That's Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Dot .org click on giving thank you god bless you and so we're talking about paul's letter to the corinthians and and he's blessing them in this this kind of opening prayer and praise and and he's saying that you are blessed not because of what I want for you as Paul or not because of what Reverend Liz wants you uh, wants for you you are blessed based on what God wants for you and God doesn't wish God promises and so that's what this greeting is all about it speaks to God's promises but promises mean uh, uh, that it's not just now it's future you see promises Promises necessitate waiting. If I promise you something, that means I'm going to do something, not just right away, but in the future. And therein lies the rub. Nobody likes to wait. Nobody likes to wait. Nobody likes to stand in the express line behind that customer who's brought too much. Nobody likes being stuck in traffic. In the world, waiting signifies a lack of control. And now that we have all this modern technology, we lose patience if it takes just a few minutes to get online. We think something's wrong if if our phones don't work immediately. But the greatest part of our faith walk, and this is just a reminder, is waiting. Waiting is what we Christians do. And that's what Paul is telling this church in Corinth, that they have to remember. You're going to have to wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is talking about your lifetime of faith. He is saying what your behavior is like right now needs to change because you will remember you are waiting. You're waiting. This Advent season is all about waiting in preparation for the coming of the Lord. But we need to remember that waiting for God is not like waiting in the in the grocery store line. Waiting for God is a good thing. Instead of rushing into Christmas like we're prone to do, we can use this season and use this weight to reflect on what this all means. That's what we're supposed to do with the Advent season. Reflect on what the birth of Jesus means to the world and to you. Reflect on what it means that Christ is coming back again. You know, we say that so loosely in our songs and in our prayers, but do we really, really think about that? Do you live your life as if Jesus Christ is coming back again? That's what gives our weight its value. We're not just sitting passively and idly letting time go by. The Bible reminds us those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That means we have this waiting time, this this time when we are waiting for Christ, when our strength can be renewed. We can use this time wisely. You know, God has given us this time because he doesn't want to lose anyone. You see, he's given us more time because he doesn't want to lose one of us. And so waiting for the Lord means that we can be opened up to our growth and our, our deeper relationship with Christ. We can learn to love each other more. We can learn to be still and know that God is in charge. Those are all things you can do while you wait. You know, while you, when you go to the cleaners and they say, well, we'll take care of this while you wait. Well, there's things you can take care of while you are waiting on the, the revealing of Jesus Christ and this this season of waiting offers us an opportunity for that. Now one of the best things you can do while you wait and this can be done anytime is pray while you're waiting in the grocery store line, while you're waiting in traffic, while you're waiting for your your wife to come out of the of the store, ask God. To help you use this time in a way that glorifies him. You know, you don't have to use this waiting time to ask for things. You can use this waiting time to praise God. I just want to praise you forever and ever and ever. And so I want to use this time, this, this time sitting quietly in my car, turn off the radio, don't listen to, to serious. God, let, let's just talk. I just want to tell you what I think of you, God, because you're so good. You're so good, God, and and I want to use this time of waiting to tell you that, God, just to affirm for myself who you are in my life. You know, the Hebrew word for wait is also the word for hope. And so when we wait eagerly for God, we are hoping in God. We are putting all our hope in God. And that's when you can think about the text that says, God, who began a good work in you promises to bring it to completion. So use that waiting time wisely, and God will bless you. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, church.org, or call us at 617 445 2116 Love will if you love